Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Believe in the Ivy League, and we are headed into the home stretch here in Ivy League basketball play. It is getting really down and dirty, and what a week we just had. We, we knew it was going to be a big week. And we had a little fun last week saying Harvard's back from the dead. We'll keep an eye on them. Let's take a look at the, you know, the top of the standings. We'll kind of evaluate all that here today and the weekend coming ahead. It's the final weekend before the playoffs begin. And it's so weird to still say, anybody that is an Ivy League fan, still weird to say playoffs, right? Still weird to say conference championship kind of round robin, the four teams. It's still weird. I mean, I, I remember the days, I'm, I'm being the old man yelling at the sky here, but I remember the old... Uh, days where it was just, you know, if you were the best regular season champion, the best champion, you know, I mean, this adds something. It does certainly add something. And and I like it. I just, it's kind of still weird to hear roll off of the tongue. Um, let's get into it though. Uh, look, if you guys want to get in contact with me, it's Tom Barton sports over at Gmail. It's Tom Barton sports over on Twitter as well. And you know, you guys could always hashtag it, uh, believe in the Ivy League. Um, I put a lot of Ivy League stuff up on Twitter, along with everything else that I do, and TomBartonSports.com, if you guys want to go check that out. It, it's actually kind of funny, because I try not to make this, you know, a betting show, but look, my mind is just where it is, and uh, I just give the information, and I, I have read a couple of emails that people have asked me, you know, can you mention the lines a little bit more, and things of that nature? Yeah, absolutely. This is the nature of where... Sports radio is going and sports talk radio is going. So I don't mind doing it. And I've tried to kind of amp that up. I got an email from uh, one of our listeners, Marty, who wrote to me. And thank, thanks for listening in, Marty, who wrote to me. Um, I, I know that you're not giving picks, but I'm making money on your information. Marty, I I love that you are. You know, I hope you're you're <laughs> listening for more than just the betting side of things. But but I'm, I'm glad that you are. All right. Let's get into it here, guys, um, and we're taking a look at Friday. Last Friday, we always go back. Huge game for Harvard and Princeton, and Harvard and Princeton, we're going to have games on Friday and on Sunday, solo games, no other Ivy Leagues on those nights, and basically, look, Harvard was in a position where they, they got to win one of the two. If they go 2-0, and they generally secure their spot into the four-team playoff. If they go 1-1, one and one, yeah, you know, they're going to need another big weekend, but they still keep their head above water. They go 0-2, oh, they're going to need help. And look, that game, when they it, it came out, you looked at it and you said, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game for Harvard to go to Princeton. Princeton was favored, not by a lot. You know, they, they were a, a little bit more than a bucket favorite. And Harvard came out of the gate, put up a 38 spot in the first half, but they wind up losing this game 74-67. Their lack of defense that we has reared its ugly head time and time again this year. And Princeton's just prolific offense really just was a killer for Harvard. And they just couldn't get over it late in the game. I don't want to say that they fell apart. Princeton just basically elevated their game is really what happened. And Princeton elevated to a point where they got themselves a win. 
by the way, it wasn't all about Harvard because Princeton then keeps pace and trying trying to win over one number one overall. Uh, it was very similar to what they did at Yale last week, where the game at times seemed in doubt, but they get a six point win on the road. Well, this game at times seemed in doubt for Princeton, but they step up. Uh, Llewellyn twenty nine points, six rebounds, three assists. Uh, catchings for Harvard nineteen points, four rebounds, and assists. They did a good job on Norwood uh, most of the game did Princeton, who uh, they don't play great defense at times, but they're playing enough. So let's move over to Saturday. And what we need is you need a couple of things to go the right way for this to start to get interesting. Well, Brown against Columbia, that was going to be interesting. What's interesting about that game, by the way, is that Brown was 15 and a half point favorites. Uh, They were supposed to crush Columbia. Columbia playing well. I know that they've been on the back end of most of my comments all season long. Uh, Ganey played really well for Brown, 25 points and 12. Columbia Harding, 14 and 9 in a really nice game. They lose 81-74, but it's a good game for them, you know, to go on the road and to hang with Brown, who is a tough opponent on the road. Look, it's a loss. I get it, uh, but it, I guess you could have a confidence builder for Columbia. It's, it's finally nice to say something nice about Columbia, even in a loss. Dartmouth, tough t- place to play. And we've been talking about this big, big battle between Dartmouth and Plymouth uh, and, and Penn. And don't overlook what Penn can be this year, but don't overlook what Dartmouth is at home this year. Dartmouth gets an 84-70 win. They turn it on in the second half. Another game that was close most of the game, and then Dartmouth turned it on the second half. They put up 46 points in the second half. Dartmouth is a team, you know, you look at and you go, you know, one win here or there, one bounce of the ball here or there, and they could have really put themselves in the middle of this thing. They've won three of the last four, including beating Columbia and beating Penn, okay? They got humiliated by Princeton, sure. Two-point loss to Brown is going to continue to sit with them. Three-point loss to Yale going to continue to sit with them. Four-point loss to Princeton is going to sit with them. A one-point loss to Harvard. Any one of those wins, and we're talking about Dartmouth very potentially getting into this four grouping here, and they go down. Now, with that loss, Penn pretty much takes themselves out of the number one overall spot. They still had a chance to win the regular season Ivy League title. That is, look, that goes by the wayside now. You know, Penn doesn't have that opportunity here. Now they're 9-4. They would need all kinds of crazy collapses, which I just don't think is going to happen. And then Yale taking on Cornell. And in a weird spot, Harvard had to root for Yale, and Yale let them down, and the rivalry continues even more. Uh, Cornell gets a 71-65 win at home. Real good game for Cornell, who knew, look, we now have a game in hand on Harvard. We're now sitting there with playing an extra game. We have that game in hand on Harvard, who loses the night before. You put pressure on Harvard, and Cornell really steps up. They step up at home, but they step up in a way that it was good to see Cornell step up, and that is defensively. We know this team could score. They could score at any time from anywhere. They have a very good offense, but they held Yale to only 65 points. As far as Yale goes, you know, this is a letdown game. They were the best team in this conference. They had a chance to really basically secure number one overall seed. Now they've lost two of the last three. They let Princeton kind of crawl back into this thing. They lose to Cornell where they couldn't score any points. They couldn't score against Dartmouth in a tough game. And all of a sudden, Yale, who a week ago looked like they could completely capture this conference and be that team really slides back to the pack. And now they are right in the middle and they're they're, they're battling themselves. 
And then we go to Sunday. It's a telltale game. It's in Cambridge. And here we go. Harvard has to win this game to kind of keep pace with Cornell. Harvard's got to basically win this game for their chances to move on and get into the, the four. It's been a rough year for Harvard, but they get a home game against Princeton. The lines makers see it as a bucket game in favor of Princeton. And, you know, you're looking at it was it was two and a half, three, depending on where you're looking. So it was right there. Everybody knew it was going to be a close game. Everybody knew it was going to be a high-scoring game. The total was 141. Princeton gets a 74-73 heartbreaking win for Harvard. An absolute must-win for Harvard. Princeton now goes to 11-2 in the Ivies. They needed this win as well. So you look at this game, and by the way, the way that the game ended at the end of the game, there was steal by Harvard, steal by Princeton, steal by Harvard, steal by Princeton, and Harvard had the lead with seconds to go. Seconds to go, Harvard had the lead, and they couldn't play defense at the end of the game. They weren't able to get it done, and Princeton basically hit a shot. I think there was like three seconds left on the clock. They basically hit a shot with about three seconds left on the clock. Harvard came down, threw up a big three and missed that, and it's a one-point Princeton win, 74-73 in that spot. Um, You know, you look at Harvard and Harvard's season, and it all kind of boils down to me about their two games set against Yale where they played really, really well and basically lost by a bucket in both games and their two games set against Princeton, which they lost two games by a combined eight points against them. This Harvard team, you want to talk about Dartmouth, you know, a roll goes this way, a roll goes that way. This Harvard team, if they wind up missing out on the playoff, which it looks like they will, they're going to go back and they're going to say, we lost two games to Yale by three points each. We lost a combined eight points of Princeton. I mean, that's hard to do. They lost by four to Penn. This team has just not been able to kind of get over the hump and really kind of cross that that threshold of, okay, it's prime time. You got to kind of step up your game. Harvard in a heartbreaking, absolutely devastating loss for this team. And they had to, they they could not go 0-2. I mean, that's just the way it was. You could not go 0-2. So to highlight that, you know, why they couldn't go 0-2. Let, let's just take a quick look at the standings here, and you'll start to understand why they couldn't go 0-2 and what we're looking at when we're talking about that. So where it stands now, Princeton's 11-2. They have a full-game lead on Yale, who's 10-3 and after that Cornell loss. They have a two-game lead on the Penn Quakers, who are 9-4. and So those three guys, look, they're in, and they've been in for a while. They're in. Um, depending on the shuffling, you know, Princeton right now, it's Princeton, Yale, Penn. And then the number four team right now is Cornell at six and seven. Harvard's five and eight. So they have to make up a full game here, and there's no time. There's just no time to do it. And when you look at the schedules, you're going to understand what I mean by that. There's just no time to do it. Harvard is going to need basically a small miracle this weekend. Um, And, you know, look, we had fun with them rising from the dead like The Undertaker last week, but the reality is, is that this Harvard Crimson team, you know, you're going to be sitting on the outside in and good, look, good for Cornell, right? Let's not just look at just Harvard, but good for Cornell. So let's look ahead. It's a short week. There's only four games on tap. Like I said, there still is a battle for first place and Yale is going to take on Brown. Brown is a tough team. We just said that, right? But Yale is at home here 
Yale 10-3 and three in the Ivies. You look at Yale, they're a game back. They're going to need this win. And I think that they have to be disappointed at what their last performance was. But again, like I said, their last three games, they really haven't been playing well. All of your instincts say this should be a Yale win. They should get their offense back in tow. This should be a Yale win. But I want to talk to you about a couple of things here when you're talking about Yale. First of all, like I said, they have not looked good in their last three games. Their offense has not looked good in their last two games. Though when they played Brown in Brown, they did get a three-point win, but it's only a three-point win, and they only put up 66 points. You start to talk about, well, you know what? What is this line going to be? People are going to look at Yale, see the Yale name, uh, it's going to be an inflated kind of situation. Everyone's just expecting Yale to win. Brown is a tough team. And I know, look, an 81-74 win against Columbia isn't anything to kind of, you know, go crazy about. But they put up 81 and 88 points in the last two games. They hung real close with Penn in a one-point loss there. And you look at their home games. Look, they got beat up by Princeton, but kind of who hasn't? Uh, they had beaten Dartmouth before that at home. They, they've won three of the last five. A one-point loss to Penn and a loss to Princeton isn't throwing me off. I think Brown is a tough team in this spot. Even in Yale, even Yale needing the game, even in a spot like this, I think Yale's going to struggle here. And I think Brown, I look, I can't say Brown's going to win the game, but I think Brown plays real close and keeps this one real tight. Cornell against Columbia. Um, you know, look, it was a feel-good effort by Columbia here at the end of the game, at the end of the year, and I'm glad that they got a feel-good effort. Being at home, you know, it is senior night. It is say goodbye. You're not really going to the tournament. Your season ends now. I get it all, but I can't expect them to play anything competitive at all. They did play relatively competitive against Cornell. They lost by 13 in Cornell, 88-75, but they allowed 88 points there. They allowed 88 uh, 81 to Brown. So I'm talking about how, you know, look, they played well. They still allowed 81 to Brown, 79 to Dartmouth, 84 to Yale, 88 to Cornell, 85 to Princeton, 81 to Penn. There are a lot of 80s in there, right? There's actually been only uh, only Dartmouth who did it twice. Only Dartmouth um, and Penn did it way back in the beginning of conference play. Three teams all year in conference play, they kept to under 80 points. And two of them we're Dartmouth back to back. So you know that they're going to give up points. Cornell starting to find their scoring. And in the beginning of the year, Cornell was rolling. And we talked about it. 93, 89, 92, 122. I mean, they were absolutely rolling. And then their offense kind of went to sleep. Now they're winning in different ways. Scored 71 against Yale, 72 against Harvard, 59 against Dartmouth. Put up an 80 spot against Brown, 88 against Columbia. You know, this is one of those get right games for a Cornell as well. And they have to win the game. Look, they're going to win the game. I have no doubt about that. It would be nice to see their offense kind of get to that level again. Try to get to that that elite level when we're really talking about this team. Harvard takes on Dartmouth in a game where, look, they're actually going to play the early game. So depending on how that goes out, if Harvard loses that game, Cornell could rest starters. I don't think they will, but they could. So be careful about that. But Harvard takes on Dartmouth. You know that Harvard still feels, you know, we got a shot. You know, I, I mean, maybe, I, I, I don't know. No, they don't. I mean, come on, they, they don't. This could be a letdown game for Harvard. It really could. They've lost two games in a row, like I said. They have lost five of the last seven. While it was close games, they still have lost five of the last seven. They only got a one-point win, 60-59 to 59, in Dartmouth earlier in the year. And Dartmouth is that feisty team. Now, usually that Dartmouth team that I talk about is the team at home. 
but they are still feisty. They've won three of the last four games. Their only loss was a five-point loss to Yale. Look, guys, I think that this is another one. I think Brown can upset Yale in Yale. I think that Dartmouth could upset Harvard in Cambridge. I, I do. And then we have the big battle, which should have been a bigger battle, and that's Princeton against Penn. Now, remember that Princeton... Uh, has a one-game lead on Yale, but Yale plays at 7 o'clock. Princeton plays at 6 o'clock. So they'll play play this game, you know, full out. It's in Philadelphia. It's in Pennsylvania where Penn needs to kind of just say, yeah, you know what, we're going to get out healthy. I mean, Penn can't really do anything to their spot. You know, they, they, they really can. They're kind of locked into where they are. But you don't want to go in with the type of effort that they've had, which is a loss to Yale, one-point win against Brown, and a loss to Dartmouth. Now, you can point to their home uh, being back at home because those three games are on the road. And you could say, you know what? Look, at home, we put up 82 and beat Harvard. At home before that, they put up 76 and beat Yale. At home before that, 78 and beat Dartmouth, right? But you do have a home loss to Columbia. I think it's a completely different team. I think that this Penn team really did turn it on, and they're going to be a, an interesting team in this spot as well. When you look at Princeton, you know, Princeton, we talked about it. Look, Princeton is rolling right now. They've won six games in a row, but they've struggled. Look, they struggled to put Harvard uh, Harvard away. They did, but with three seconds to go. Uh, even the game before that, Harvard, Yale. Now, they destroyed Brown and Dartmouth and Columbia, sure, but it's the teams that are kind of hanging in there. I think this is a game that Princeton does want to win. I think they want to kind of make an effort to go out there. They don't actually have to. I mean, what really difference does it make with the shuffling and whatnot, whatnot? But I think they probably go out there and make an effort. I would say, unfortunately, guys, it's a little uninspiring Ivy League week. It's a little uninspiring when you're talking about, yeah, you know what? I think we kind of know the four teams now. We sort of even know the seating. What I do think is going to be a lot of fun is the conference tournament. It's going to start. Make sure you pay attention because I might record early in the week next week so I could get out ahead of the matchups and really break down. We'll break down the matchups next week. All right, so that's going to do it for me. Hope you guys enjoyed. And please make sure you pay attention because I am going to really break down the tournament and see which team I think could win a game maybe in the big tournament. All that and more next week. Have a very good week, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.